people told me I couldn't do a lot of things. I feel like I'm the chosen one. Look at this. We created this. This didn't exist before we were here. All we are is proud and passionate. I love Toronto. I love this team. And we're going to the Nothing matters but winning. Welcome back to episode 52 of Rapsville Weekly. I'm your co-host, Gabriel, here with Adam Kasuchi. And we had the first regular season game that just finished up on December 23rd, the Toronto Raptors versus the New Orleans Pelicans. And we obviously were very excited for this game being the first game of the season, excited to get back to basketball and um, a little unusual this year that we're starting so close to Christmas, but we were nonetheless excited to get it going. And New Orleans, we know that is a uh, an up-and-coming team, I would say, that they've made some moves this offseason, including getting rid of Drew Holiday, bringing in Bledsoe, bringing in Steven Adams. Obviously, they have a young core in Zion, Brandon Ingram, and, and Lonzo. And uh, they're looking to become more of a playoff contender, maybe it's seventh, eighth seed, who knows. But but overall, you know, the Raptors, I felt fairly, fairly confident going into this game that we should be able to come out on top. Uh, so this is the first game of the season. And uh, to start us off, I'm going to talk about Pascal. Um, what we noticed that was that he looked really confident, energetic, and especially aggressive in the first quarter. In that first quarter, he made a three, got three assists. He was doing a good job on the glass. And then in the second, he continued to shoot the three ball decently. By the end of the first half, he picked up about three turnovers, which wasn't that good. It was either from from stumbling or tripping or losing possession of the ball. A couple of plays, he made some lackluster passing. But we did notice that he did a good job of creating, picked up another assist in the second quarter. And then the third quarter as well, another solid quarter. I think he put up about eight points there, uh, along with adding some assists. So overall, I think he ended with 20 points, and he did a decent job creating for others, rebounding, scoring. But uh, I know near the fourth quarter, his efficiency went down remarkably, along with the rest of the other team, which we'll talk about. Um, He kind of just excelled the first three quarters mainly, and then near the end, uh, forced some shots, was having trouble getting shots to fall, just like the rest of the team. And um, he really shined in the beginning, but it kind of faltered near the end. Uh, Aaron Baines, second guy I'm going to talk about. Uh, what we saw was that he was struggling to contain Steven Adams in terms of rebounding and his offense in the first quarter specifically. Uh, as the game went on, he found more of his offensive game in the second, he cleaned up some plays in the other end, getting some putbacks. He shot three for four, so it was quite efficient. And also he improved his defense. And even in the uh, third quarter, he had a, a decent quarter, good efficiency shooting the ball as well. And, um, you know, I think assault, overall, I would say uh, a, a solid game from him. We've seen worse in the preseason. And Steven Adams especially is a tough opponent, very strong, very big, physical. Um, Baines looked like he had to adjust to him as the game went on. And I think he did decent um, getting his offense more involved and uh, trying to be helping on more of its screens and such. But obviously there was um, mistakes every now and again that we noticed about his defense or the screens. Um, but overall, I think that this was a more improved game than what we've seen. So uh, I think you could take that as a positive for now. Yeah, bringing it back to Pascal, um, I, I thought he had a great game overall. Um, I just think he needs to uh, find, uh, find a nice uh, balance between playing with pace mm-hmm. and, and playing with uh, and making sure he makes the right plays on the offensive end. I mean, he did, he did get a lot of assists this game, which was amazing. I thought that he did play make, uh, play make well, but uh, he is still getting a lot of, uh, offensive fouls. Um, uh, guys are drawing a lot of, yeah, guys are drawing a lot of charges on him with him just, uh, just driving to the rim uh, at a high pace. 
And I think he just needs to slow slow it down. Um, even in the isolation, I think he needs, just needs to look more for his shot. I think uh, he did a great job of that uh, this game. And then looking at Aaron Baines, I thought he had a had a decent game, especially on the stat sheet. Uh, I thought he filled up the numbers. I think uh, he he did okay. I mean, Stephen Adams is a is a is a pain presence underneath, and it's already obviously a tough matchup for him. And uh, yeah, I feel for him from Australia and uh, Stephen Adams from New Zealand. That was a very interesting matchup. Uh, them both being from the south, and uh, they battled it out down there. And uh, I just want to see more from uh, Chris Boucher as well. Um, with Aaron Baines uh, playing a lot of the minutes, I think Nurse needs to rotate uh, them more. And Baines looked a bit tired out there, especially in in the later game situations. Yeah. And I think uh, Boucher bringing in the energy that he does every night would be a better fit, especially in the late game situations. And it would also get him reps um, for late game situations, which he hasn't seen a lot of in the past. Yeah, I, I just wanted to add on to that. I think, like you said, it, it was evident but he probably was getting bruised up trying to contain Adams, and Adams only ended up scoring eight points that night, but obviously he had the rest of his team performing very well, and we had a lot of other problems uh, defending. So it, it was clear that um, Stephen Adams necessarily didn't didn't have a, a fantastic night, so Baines did do a decent job in that, but I wish everyone else did perform. And Siakam, like you said, that pace is something very hard to manage. Even guys like Norm, they like pushing the tempo and trying to keep a high-paced offense. But sometimes when you do that, you get stuck running on your own and you're attacking three guys at a basket and you got no chance of scoring. So you got to just try finding the times where it's best to attack and keep the pace up. Or like Kyle likes to slow it down once in a while, like after that sequence, he told the guys to slow it down. Let's just set up a nice play here. And sometimes you got to do that because the turnovers were a problem tonight. We'll talk about each player who had them. But for Siakam, I wanted to mention as well, he had four turnovers this night. So obviously not ideal. Yeah, and uh, moving on to Kyle Lowry, um, he did use his uh, playmaking ability uh, greatly in this game. Uh, he also did a great job defensively, um, uh, guarding his man, and uh, and Bledsoe hit a lot of contested shots uh, over him, which we weren't obviously expected to see. Historically, Bledsoe isn't the best shooter, so we weren't expecting that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did get subbed off every now and then uh, due to veterans' rest, and uh, Nurse kind of used that to his advantage. Um, he did come uh, firing out in the second and uh, hit a bunch of three balls with four, and uh, and continued to playmate in the second quarter, which was uh, which was very impressive as well. Um, he didn't get the most amount amount of minutes in the third, but he continued to create for himself and others. But he did have six turnovers this game, which was uh, which I think it was a bit uh, due to chemistry. I mean, a lot of uh, even Norman Powell said it in the end game uh, interview. Uh, they were saying that a lot of guys uh, thought people were cutting or they just didn't know the play or they they got mixed up or a lot of uh, controversy there and didn't understand what, what the play was. And uh, I think Kyle was a bit frustrated uh, at his teammates. Um, I know Kyle will never say it, but I think he was he looked a bit frustrated uh, that, he, that the teammates didn't understand what he was trying to do. But uh, overall, uh, he had a great game, 18 points, 10 assists, 7 for 15. Uh, from the field and four three, so I thought I thought he played a great game. He just needs to continue to score the ball for this team, being one of the primary options for the team scoring the ball. And I thought he uh, he he played great. I mean, I can't really ask for much uh, from him except uh, lowering the tur- uh, turnovers and maybe uh, look for his his drive more because he's a great driver. Um, he uses his body well, even against uh, bigger defenders. Obviously, being uh, very small. And uh, yeah, I thought he had a great game. Gabe, anything to say about Kyle? 
Yeah, uh, I just wanted to mention that, obviously, like you said, it looked like he was doing a great job getting his teammates involved. He obviously had 10 assists that night. And like you like you said, I want, I want him to be more aggressive because we felt like he was uh, kind of just giving a lot away. And he was setting up great plays. But obviously, like we said, um, when we're having tough nights, like the third quarter, fourth quarter, we started falling asleep. That's when we love when Kyle goes hard to the rack, create plays on his own, and tries to wheel this offense back into something. And I feel like he didn't push that enough. This game, the turnovers obviously are another problem, and I think chemistry, like you said, is is something to blame because it looked like they were uh, sloppy turnovers. People weren't cast, catching passes. Maybe they weren't aware. They weren't ready for the pass when they were cutting. And I know there were some sloppy plays in general, but it is the first regular season game. But we didn't really see this too much in the preseason. Maybe it's because of the minutes. They weren't as heavy. But now I guess it's coming to light, and um, I think that can be seen across the league. There was a, a bunch of players who had either – like Jimmy Butler had seven steals, so clearly uh, the first game people were being very lackluster with the ball. I know Devin Booker had eight turnovers, so I think it's just the first game of the season type thing where either you're ready or you're not ready, and it shows in the the, the stat line. Yeah. Oh, okay, now moving on to Fred Van Vliet. Um, he, he scored the ball well in the first quarter with, uh, with a three-pointer. Um, a nice drive. He got a couple of steals. So he started off great. Uh, in the first half, he had uh, three turnovers, though, uh, also giving the ball up a lot. Um, and also, he was forced to sit most of the second the second with uh, foul trouble. So that kind of restricted his playing access, and, uh, and he wasn't on the court to uh, to playmake or to score the ball, and I think the team struggled when he was off the court. And uh, yeah, and it really hurt his stat line at the end, only only ending up with nine points at the end. And it just it didn't look like he was making his shots uh, later on in the game. I feel like the foul trouble really did hurt his rhythm. And uh, a player like Fred, uh, he's, he's very steady, but I feel like it did hurt his rhythm, especially uh, being the first game of the season. He was, uh, he was off and then ca- came back on, and then uh, it, just, it didn't look like him. It didn't look like the preseason Fred that he showed in the first pre- uh, three preseason games. So Fred, I mean, uh, he, didn't have, he didn't have too much on this night. We expect more from him. But uh, also, the team went 0 for 10 from 3 in the third and got outscored 38 to 22, which is kind of the turning point of the game. I felt that we kind of uh, gave up there in the third quarter. I felt we didn't have the energy, like uh, also Nick Nurse said in the post game. Uh, they felt like the gas tank burned out. Um, guys didn't look energetic. The intensity dropped. Every, everything wasn't, wasn't going right for the Raptors. And uh, yeah, and they gave up the lead and uh, what they worked for in the first half. So that was very disappointing in the third quarter, Gabe. Anything to say? Yeah, that's the biggest culprit, I believe, to a lot of the, the players' bad performances. That third quarter, everything just fell flat. Offense wasn't there. Energy wasn't there. No one was making open shots, and we're going to talk about two big culprits of that uh, next. But uh, it kind of just contributed to everyone having a poor second half was that start of that third quarter. And Fred, I believe, there was a, the rest in the second, probably got him out rhythm for sure. Um, people yeah. were just were struggling in general to shoot. And I don't know if it was the first game back or uh, I'm not too sure. But it's not it's not good to see, obviously, a struggle like this so early on in the season. Um, you expect maybe one of these games, you know, every once in a while throughout the year. But to see it in the first game of the season, it's it just kind of concerning because you want to start with a bang. You want to start strong and have a good mindset going into the season. I'm not going to lie, I'm getting a little weary right now of how the season's going to go because it looked like a very uh, flat-footed start, at least in the second half. 
Yeah, it it sure didn't look like a Toronto Raptors performance, high intensity, great defensive play. Uh, it looked like the team identity wasn't there, even though it's just the first game of the season. But uh, it for sure didn't look like they were the same team as they were uh, years past. Uh, moving on to OG and Anobi, uh, a lot of deflections. Uh, did pretty well, uh, pretty good on the defensive end when he had the guard Zion in the first half. Uh, he didn't find his rhythm offensively. Um, I feel like even with the wide open threes that he shot, uh, he's just almost flicking the ball, uh, at the rim. Like, it didn't look like a full follow through shot. I watched his shot back, and he wasn't following through. Uh, especially when, yeah, when he was wide open, he just wasn't following through. And I think that's a huge part in when shooting. And I do think he needs to maybe, uh, ask for, uh, help for a sh- from a shooting coach or, or look to keep on getting help from Matt Thomas or the shooters on the team. Because I think uh, that's the area that he he needs to improve, obviously. And uh, yeah, I think we need to get him also more more involved. I mean, uh, it doesn't need to be a pure isolation play because we know he's not an isolation guy, and I don't want to shove him into a situation where he's not comfortable with. So maybe maybe Nurse, I think, just needs to do a better job of of just running actions for him, a pick and roll, uh, getting him off the screen even though he's not that type of player, just to get actions for him, get him involved in the offense. I don't want him sitting in a corner. I feel like he's much more than that than just a 3 and D player. And yeah, he's just, he has to be uh, more effective when he does get the opportunities though. So I think it's a, a kind of a, a mix between Nurse not getting him, not getting him involved and also OG uh, needs to be more efficient uh, when he does get those opportunities. Uh, he ended up with eight points and eight boards. And zero for five from three. So, uh, so that was, that was it for OG. I mean, uh, I do think, uh, there needs to be a little bit of adjustments there with the, with the management as well. So, Gabe, anything to say about OG? I think you pretty much said it all. Um, like you said, uh, the, the shooting obviously is just something that we need him to be consistent on just because, uh, right now, sadly, that's his role. He's kind of put into a box of three and D. So we need him to at least be somewhat consistent from that three ball. 0 for five is not going to cut it. But you also stated, I'm, I'm going to reciprocate that as well. Um, we'd like to see more from him in terms of creating his own shot, being more than just a stand in the corner 3 and D player, because we know he's capable of it. He's very athletic, freakishly athletic. You don't really see it too often, and all of a sudden you just see his vertical pop up or, or um, you know, his stellar defense and how quick he's able to, to move. And um, you know that he has some tricks in his bag that he likes to pull off. Even in the post, he's constantly trying new things. So we know that he's working on getting his game up. We just want to be able to, we want to see it on the court in full action. So we're just hoping that he can make that leap. That's all I ask. Yeah, I agree with you there, Gabe, what you said. I think that there has been obviously a lot of talk about OG um, taking that next step. But uh, obviously in this first game, and even a bit in the preseason games, we didn't see too much of, of that step being uh, taking place. So you know me, Gabe, I'm more of an action guy. I want to see action. The talk is great, yeah. but I want to see it happen in the games. Uh, moving on to Norman Powell, um, he looked a lot better uh, than preseason in the in the first quarter, uh, taking better shots. However, in the second quarter, uh, he made a number of uh, bad plays, forcing drives and collecting uh, three personal fouls. And uh, yeah, and it kind of kept him out a bit uh, with foul trouble. But yeah, he just couldn't get anything to fall, even if they were wide open looks. Uh, one for four from three by the end of the third quarter. So Norm, he just uh, kind of fell back into that trap of, of forcing his shot. Uh, when his three, I noticed when Norm, when his three isn't falling, he likes to go back to that, that forcing style. And I think it's great to take the ball uh, hard to the rim. And, uh, but I think he needs to also understand that when he's doing that, 
he usually draws two defenders. So he, maybe a kickout would be necessary or, or, or making a, a, just a pass to a wide open player to get someone else open. So, so I think also that he just needs to slow it down. I think he needs to take the shots that he's, that he's given, but, uh, I just feel like the shots aren't falling for him and I, I kind of feel for him. I know he's trying to work hard. He's always, uh, he's always uh, saying that, uh, that he, that he understands, uh, when, when the shots don't fall, that he, uh, he takes the results the way it comes. I get that. And, uh, but I think he needs to, uh, do a better job of just focusing in, hitting those shots and even, uh, and getting more wide open looks. I feel like he needs more of those. Gabe? Yeah. So Norman Powell, like you said, uh, he started off very strong. I liked what I saw. He looked more confident. Um, he was hitting some shots at the beginning and I'm like, okay, this is, we got Norman Powell looks like he's coming back. This is going to be a good game for him. And then yeah. he just totally proved me wrong. The second quarter, third quarter, it was the same preseason stuff that I saw. He was either forcing or he just couldn't get a shot to fall. The third quarter, especially, he just couldn't hit anything. He had a huge dry spell. He ended yeah. 12 points, 2 for 11 shooting. Mm-hmm. And um, like that's not what we want to see from him. Like you said, the three ball doesn't fall. Obviously, that takes a lot of people off their game, especially him. He's very streaky. So when they don't go in, they, they, it really gets cold. And when that happens, it's good to obviously you need to work your way back to get a bucket to get yourself back in rhythm. You need to make a layup. You got to make throws. And he's trying to do that by forcing the drive. He just has to be careful about when he's doing it. Keep your head up and see, is there a defender on me? Am I getting an offensive foul here or a charge by jumping into the guy? Do I have shooters open in the corner? Are they closing in, double teaming? He just, just needs to be a little bit more aware of when he's doing that. But, you know, the mentality's right. He's just hitting a, a struggling point where he's just got to get out of this rough patch and I think work himself back to being in rhythm and the, the norm that we saw last year. Next person I want to talk about, he didn't shoot the ball well to start. Uh, he was doing a good job route running. It was just hard to get himself open, probably because, you know what, he was reversing the New Orleans Pelicans, and they do have J.J. Redick, so they've probably been training well to figure out how to get J.J. open looks, and J.J. obviously is sprinting around every corner, catch and shoot, quick releases, so they're probably well aware of what Matt Thomas has to do to get open, and they know how to counter it because they have that in J.J. And hopefully the Raptors did the same, you know, preparing for this matchup, but J.J. still had a great night, which we'll mention. Um, so clearly Matt Thomas, like, he was trying to put in the work, but they might have been more prepared than we thought for it. Um, he, he tried, you know, decently well. He would hit, like, maybe a three each quarter that he was in, but it still wasn't nothing, um, nothing fancy. Uh, he struggled defensively, we thought. Um, he, his defense wasn't the best against Bledsoe when he would switch, and Bledsoe, you know, he's a big, strong dude, especially a point guard, so he was using his strength to his advantage, and even in the third quarter, Thomas was just not doing well defensively, so that that's pretty much all I can say for him. He did it a couple shots, obviously, like, he did, he does bring some type of energy or some type of threat to the team when he's on, because he can shoot very well when left open, so it's good having him, we just need him to um, fill out that, that defensive ability in order to make sure he's not a liability on the court. Uh, Adam, do you want to touch upon that? Yeah, uh, defensively, um, when looking at when he switched on to Bledsoe, uh, he was getting uh, sized up a bit. And uh, I felt like uh, he needs to do a better job of actually closing down on uh, on the, actually the offensive player uh, because I felt like he was just there with a hand up, but uh, he's, he wasn't really in the face of the player. And like Nick Nurse also brought up uh, post-game, he also said that we need to do a better job of pressuring the ball. I feel that's a big part of Raptors' offense, and I feel like the guards, especially Matt Thomas, I thought in that game, needed to do a better job 
of pressuring the ball, not just putting a, a hand up from a from like a couple feet away, actually getting into the player's grill and and contesting the shot, right? So I think he needs to work a bit on that. And uh, but yeah, he did. Uh, he didn't really mix up his uh, his shooting. I mean, it was just a bunch of three balls. I mean, I th- I thought he should have pump faked a bit more. Uh, got to that mid range area where he could play make. Uh, he has been having success with that, especially in the preseason. I thought he needed to do that more. Uh, but yeah, I think he just didn't have a, a great game overall. Not too much impact, but uh, but we can see more from him. I really truly believe in Matt Thomas. He comes out with a lot of energy, um, uh, and uh, I hope we see more of him coming into the season. So now on to Chris Boucher. Um, I feel like similar performances we've been seeing from him, so there's somewhat consistency there. He's been having solid offensive performances night in, night out. His jumper looks clean. He was useful in the pick-and-pop game. He did hit one uh, around the uh, top of the key with Kyle, and we want to see more of that, especially because that was Serge Ibaka's bread and butter, and uh, we had that ability to use that play to our advantage, so hopefully we can still have somewhat consistent consistency there. I feel like that's a big part of this year is that we lose some of our set pieces. Whenever we were struggling or whenever we were in the fourth quarter, we needed to get a for sure easy bucket. We went to that pick and pop with Surge or a pick and roll with Surge, and it was guaranteed some type of good offensive play, an open shot, an open midi, a foul at the basket. It was something. And now that we've lost that, um, we're, we have, we're struggling here to create the new set of plays that are going to work uh, game in and game out or in late game scenarios and I guess as the as the, the season goes on we're going to see what happens late game what we go to is it an iso is it a, uh, a pick and roll action like the, that triple handoff we do how are we going to get an open guy and I feel like that's going to be interesting to see um, but Boucher he did hit that that leaning midi to beat the shot clock which is which was nice uh, he had a block and a steal in the first first quarter and what I noticed about his defense that we've been commenting on is he does well, very well in the paint, especially when there's a guard driving. He does a good job helping, contesting, getting a block, going from side to side with some type of quickness and verticality. He does that great. The thing that we always say is that when he's closing out the shooter, he tends to jump a lot. And when there's a dominant, strong big man, he kind of gets bought, pushed around a little bit or they get good positioning on rebounds. And maybe that's a bit of having a bit more veteran knowledge, been in the league longer, get more minutes than he ever has. So maybe that's where that comes into play. And hopefully he learns from that because I know that he can see some of this stuff back in film and he'll see mistakes that he made. But he does have some great, I would say, almost intangibles of of instinct of when to jump and help defense is good. And his offense comes natural and it's confident. So that's always a solid. And we just hope that he makes those adjustments on defense that we constantly point at. Yeah, I feel like uh, also Boucher still got the short end of the stick. I just I feel like Nurse just... I don't know. I think he believes in him. I just don't think he's been uh, showing it by action. I mean, still again, what, 14, 15 minutes with Boucher? Yeah. And I mean, he had such a great, a great opening half, obviously with the offensive spark. And I think he just needs to play more. He needs to get more reps. He needs to, like, even if Steven Adams was on the floor, I know it's a big mi- mismatch. Put him in against them. Let's see how he does. He needs reps. That's how he's going to get b- better with the interior defense. Yeah. And uh, I felt Baines was uh, was was dead in the second half, and I thought he should uh, Boucher should have been playing more. I mean, he's a great he's a great offensive player. He energy. can score. Yeah, he brings an energy. There's so many things that he brings, and I, I thought that uh, that Nurse didn't didn't just play him. He just kept him on the bench, and uh, he always gives him the short end of the stick. And I think that really needs to change. That's that's something that it's a no no. 
Yeah, the the minutes are definitely uh, a little lopsided. We played our starters for a large amount of minutes, and we didn't even come up with the win, which is obviously very disappointing. And um, near the end, we definitely could have just let off the gas, knew it was over, especially when we couldn't get anything to fall and they could get everything to fall. We definitely could have just put on our bench there and let our team just um, get the starters to rest, shake it off, and get some more minutes for these bench players. And like like I said, Boucher, you give him more minutes, give him more time, he'll understand better how different centers in the league work, understanding their tendencies. And the strength, sad as it is, it's hard to build strength in, in one summer. You can do a bit maybe 10, 15 pounds if you're very lucky, but even that is very hard. So you have to be able to adjust with, he's got to understand, like, I got to play this little whole other season with my current frame. It's not going to change, you know, anytime soon. So yeah. even with these strong guys, I have to be understanding what's my timing, when to jump, when to take the hits and stuff like that. So moving on, I just got to quickly do DeAndre Bembry because it was not uh, not much to say on him either. He kind of played little minutes in the second. He had one really nice block after a sloppy turnover. So what we like to see there is that he hustled to make up for his mistake. But besides that, there's not much really to talk about uh, in his game and everyone else really kind of touched the floor for short minutes of time. I just wanted to say for Bembry that uh, that Blake Murphy also put out a tweet that Bembry was working out after the game. And yeah. uh, I think it's it's to show nurse and to show, and just for, for his sake, uh, getting more practice in. And I feel like that's a great way to show... Uh, to show respect and uh, and to really uh, show Nurse that he's really working hard. He really wants to get more minutes. Um, he feels like he probably should be getting more minutes, and uh, and that's a great way to do it. Show show the coach that you're ready to play and uh, and practicing very hard. Yeah, we love to see it. Now moving on in the fourth quarter, we talked about the drought earlier. We did not have uh, have it in us to close this game out. We got, we got outscored uh, 25 to 20 again in the fourth quarter. Uh, there wasn't no urgency. There wasn't no urgency to win the game. And, uh, I felt like we saw that. I mean, uh, Kyle struggled near the end with, with two extra turnovers. Pascal, Norman, Fred were still struggling to get their shots to fall. Matt and OG, uh, made a shot each, but the, the offense wasn't really flowing. And we couldn't stop their scores. And, uh, TD only played two minutes and Malachi only played for one. So, I mean, that fourth quarter was, uh, wasn't the best. I feel like uh, it was still a the game was still uh, in the balance to win. Yeah. I just feel like we didn't have the intensity and we couldn't pull it out. Nothing was falling. There was no rhythm to the game. I feel like in the Raptors' offense, and uh, and New Orleans did a great job of of hitting their shots and uh, m- making good IQ plays. I was very surprised uh, with New Orleans. Their passing abilities is very good, especially with Lonzo and yeah. uh, uh, Bledsoe. I thought they did a great job yeah. of that. Yeah, sadly, we, like you said, couldn't do anything in the fourth quarter, kind of collapsed. People were missing were missing a lot of shots. Uh, we couldn't get an offense to flow, and I think they did a great job of doing everything. Um, I guess quickly I'll just mention the player of the game was Pascal Siakam for us because he did have three good quarters. Uh, overall, put up decent numbers all around. A close second, I guess, would have been Kyle because he had a, a good shooting night as well. But we did lose this one, 113-99. to 99. It wasn't really close by, by the end. And um, we got to see better from our team. And you got to credit Pelicans where, where credit is due. Third quarter, fourth quarter, they, they turned up. A couple of big players for them. Zion, obviously, his strength, athleticism, blocking shots. He got that, uh, that volleyball spike on OG. A 15-point double-double in the end. He kind of just showed off his a little bit of his talents um, and working well with his teammates. Bledsoe, much better shooting night than we thought he would have, than he usually does, especially. Um, from three, he made four of them, which is not common for him. I think he had like 
like 18% from three or something in the, in the playoffs last year. And oh. he turned that right around, shot very well over defenders, very confidently and ended with 18.6 times. Brandon Ingram, obviously, obviously we know he signed that extension. He's obviously their young talent, young star. He was one rebound away from a 24 point triple double. He's very hard to guard. We know that. He's got Kevin Durant tendencies. He had his way with defenders, especially near that mid-range. He can pull up over guys. He can lean. He shoots right over people, and uh, that's what his length and his height do for him. Obviously, because he's long, he can be good on the defensive end. He's also good at creating an offense, getting guys to play around him. He's played with Lonzo for quite a bit, so they have good chemistry together. Plus, now they have uh, killer pieces like Redick and Zion. Um so now talking as well, he also had three steals, so that's where the defense came in. And for Lonzo, 16 points of his own. Two blocks and a steal, four three balls. His jumper looked a lot smoother than what we've seen in the past. He played well on both ends and overall had a very solid game helping move the ball. And finally, J.J. Redick is a problem as usual. 23 points coming off of six three-pointers, including an and one down near the end where he got it off from the corner. He was a threat, just as he always is, and I think Matt Thomas, someone like him, uh, Matt Thomas can learn a lot from someone like JJ, uh, his play style, if he wants to be a, uh, a straight-up shooter, but hopefully, you know, he wants to have more to his game than just that, but JJ's a good personal model after. Yeah, I mean, the Pelicans had a, had a great game um, from all their stars, uh, showed up, Ingram, obviously, with the big night, uh, Zion did his part, very efficient, strong, rebounding the ball. And uh, Reddick came off uh, scoring big off the bench. So that was their night for the Pelicans, and uh, they really came to play first uh, first night. Yep, they had uh, great pieces. All of their starters played very well, and they didn't need someone like Adams to exploit our big because they had a lot of good other players in that team. Uh, that's 0-1 in the books, and we're hoping we can uh, have a much better season than what we saw tonight because we don't want this to be the reality and um, who knows here if we can't do it against a, a team like New Orleans who's still up and coming, how are we going to fare against the top dogs of the East, top dogs of the West, and how are we going to finish at the end of this season? Yep. Yeah. But anyways, that's pretty much it. We hope you all enjoyed. Please like and subscribe. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, you can also check us out on Instagram at Rapsville for NBA news, Raptors content. And if you want to listen to this podcast anywhere else, just audio version, you can check us out on all the streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. And yeah, that's us signing out. Peace. Peace.